Kristen Abraham's episode in season one resonated with so many people for so many reasons. We got a ton of feedback on how inspiring Kristen is as a person and a professional. And we thought resharing her story would be a great way to ramp up into season two. As a woman charting her own path through a male-dominated world, and as someone who's found meaningful work in a very unexpected industry, without formal education and on her own terms, there are so many layers to Kristen that we can all learn from. The world has changed a lot since she and I recorded her episode in January of 2021. People have been forced to change jobs, find new paths to income, and reinvent themselves, especially now as we work on re-emerging from one of the strangest times we've ever experienced. And let's hope that remains the case for the rest of our lives. Kristen has continued to grow and conquer her world during this time, too. A few months ago, we learned she was nominated for the World LPG Association's 2020 Woman of the Year. Nope, it is not a golf thing. It's a huge recognition given by the world advocates for liquid propane and natural gas. Additionally, her team won the company's Igniter Challenge Award in 2020 for knocking their quota out of the park, undoubtedly due to her superb leadership and honest care for her team. Whether you listen to Kristen's episode the first time around or you're new to her story, we hope you'll tune in for some more great takeaways as we shift from summer snack packs to season two, which is just around the corner. Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having no more Mondays. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to this episode of the No More Mondays podcast. As always, I am super excited you decided to join us for this episode entitled Change Will Do You Good, a very apropos title as we talk to Kristen Abraham, a change agent who leverages a unique combination of customer-facing operations and leadership experience to create and implement business process improvements that elevate that customer experience and, very importantly, boost employee morale. This serial goal-getter has made a place for herself as a leader in a male-dominated field, which is one of the reasons I'm really excited for you to hear from her today. She's found her career sweet spot in a kind of unexpected place and in an unexpected way, and now she knows exactly what foundation she wants to build as she continues to progress in that career driven by positive change in corporate culture. Side note, she also lives in my old stomping grounds near Boston. Please welcome to the show, Kristen Abraham. Hi, Angie. Thanks for having me on the show. You are welcome. I'm, I'm excited because we always have really fun conversations anyway. So I feel like we're going to dig into some, some really good stuff here. And because I have the advantage of knowing your background a little bit, there's some really key things that I want to dig into that I think listeners will find very kind of inspiring, compelling. Deep, we're going to debunk some myths here. But I want to start it off by getting a little bit of more insight into you and kind of exactly what you are doing right now. Awesome. Yeah. So let's just hop right in. I uh... 
Um, as Andy said, my name is Kristen and I'm currently working in the propane industry. So uh, for anyone tuning in, this is where you can go ahead and insert the Hank Hill propane and propane accessories. Uh, quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, as Andy said, I'm, I'm working near Boston and I'm overseeing an entire operation, which is you know, includes service, delivery, and customer service, responsible for our PL, our budget, uh, essentially the the whole shebang. And so I've been here for a little over a year and a half uh, in this particular uh, role and company. And overall, I've been in the industry for about five years. And in those five years, I've been promoted four times. So I'm very excited to have found my sweet spot, if you will. And I'm only, you know, I'm really looking forward to going up. I, the only way is up from here. So I'm excited for, I feel like I'm just getting started. That's awesome. And I think one of the reasons you're just getting started, and this is some of the layers we're going to end up peeling back, is that I feel like for for you, you've found the way that you want to work. And and let's admit, propane is like, like I said, not the sexiest thing in the world, unless right. for those of you that are in the Boston area and it's a cold, if it's a cold, snowy day, you can think of Kristen because she probably had a hand in, in you getting, getting your fuel <laughs> for your heat. But tell us a little bit more about how kind of you mentioned that you've been in this industry for five years, but uh, take us through a little bit more of the background and how you kind of got to this, let's say, launch point that you're at today. Absolutely. So I really got here through sheer determination and a desire to build a life that I was proud of. Um, I don't have the typical college, typical, you know, college to career path that a lot of people do. Um, I actually rose through the ranks in this industry. So it started out with me working as a customer service rep about five years ago. Um, Customer service has always been my bread and butter. So I quickly mastered that role and I was hungry for more. And that led to me getting into dispatch and routing and then eventually managing a customer service team for the northeasternmost states. And then that focused on that transition to a focus on service and deliveries. And now, as I said earlier, I'm overseeing the whole shebang. So for me, what really fueled me was, you know, I think we can all recall a manager who has failed us at one point. I know that I can. And what I enjoy the most about what I do is being a strong leader for my team. And something that I think is important to note is that most of my team is actually double my age. And so to have someone coming in that's half their age, um, who hasn't been in the industry as long is can be quite the challenge to get the respect of your team and just the overall buy-in of your team. And because of the fact that I was able to to climb the ladder quickly again through that sheer determination, hard work, grit, and and just educating myself. Um, you know, that's really what I've enjoyed so far. Is that you know I don't I don't rely on oh I knew someone and that's how I got here. Um, this is just this is just all through hard work. And that when I look back over the five years that I've had, and again I feel like I'm just getting started. I really feel just such a sense of pride. Um, because I, I know that I'm here because I, I earned my way here. I love that. That's it's it's such a refreshing thing to say. Not only do you enjoy what you do, to you're helping other people enjoy what they do in a good atmosphere, and you're proud of it. And that's a that's a hard thing to find. And I think in your situation, you know, we talk a little bit about like finding the right fit from a values and mission perspective, or finding the right like product that you're passionate about. And no offense, can't imagine anybody saying, "Yeah, I love propane." But I think for you, the the pride comes from. A, earning your earning your place yourself, but also understanding kind of what your unique 
strengths, the cliche area of genius kind of are in the workplace. And really, again, a little insider knowledge I have is that 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 really understanding around the change agent strength that you bring is something that's really developed in the last year, I would say. For sure. And so I was actually looking at my calendar. So Angie, we've been working together for about a year this month. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. And I remember I originally reached out to Angie because I wanted to make sure that I was charting my future well. Um, in case you, you know, you can't tell by look, taking a brief look at my resume, I definitely like to be constantly moving forward and moving up. And so I wanted to ensure that in this new role. So that's why I originally reached out to Angie just to help with that. And just through working with you and just kind of getting on a deeper level of what it is that I'm about. I think when I originally started talking with you, it was all about operational. It was totally about operations. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a little bit of customer service too. And in the past year, again, through working with you and just continuing to get my hands dirty, I'm like, wow, there's a huge need for people to work for you know, managers and leaders that they actually respect that actually know what they're talking about and also have their back that are, you know, advocates for them. And so that is honestly what I enjoy the most, because again, these, these people have been working, you know, for, for decades and they rarely have had a manager that they actually like working for. And to me, that's, that's just sad. And I'm, I'm so glad that I can kind of be the person to, to really change the tide for them when it comes to, you know, their individual careers as well. And who knew, no offense, it was going to be a cute little 30-year-old blonde chick. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so don't assume you can't do something because of your, your station, which I'm going to get back to in one second. But there was a piece there that I really want to highlight is that is that you took a path that was a combination of opportunity at the time and intention. And I'm a big believer that you kind of want to know where you're, you're heading. You want to compass, you kind of want to compass direction, but having like a tunnel visioned goal. I think I actually specifically remember, Kristen, you saying, I want to be a VP of operations in 15 years. And what happened was sometimes if you set a goal that, that specific, you, you miss the opportunity to be a CEO in 10 years. And so I think what we did for you was kind of back off the tunnel vision and it opened up the world of possibilities to understand what your strengths are. And while being intentional about climbing that ladder in the growth path, you're still now open to kind of how you're going to grow and function and feed others, which is really awesome. Yeah. And not, you know, I know it's very cliche, but it's really not about the destination. It's really about the journey. And I know sometimes when we're in the thick of it, we're in the trenches and things like that. That's the last thing we want to hear because we just want to be at our destination already, whatever that may be. But I'm finding that I am having an absolute blast on, on the journey. And Getting there, yeah. Exactly. Just learning about myself, learning about my industry, um, learning about just being a better leader and manager as a whole. And those are things that if I were to have just immediately gone right to my destination, I wouldn't be as good of a leader in that position because I would be missing out on all of the things I've learned, you know, during during that time. I want our listeners to hear this because this is a conversation I do have with people and you're a real world example, this myth around having to have certain education criteria. So tell us a little bit more about just kind of your experience with education and how it has has or has not played a role in where you're at today. Just to kind of bring our listeners up to speed, I've pretty much been going to college on and off, you know, since I was actually in a senior in high school and I just was quickly climbing up the career ladder in, in different ways. Uh, before working in ProPan, I actually worked 
worked in the sporting goods industry and had a similar um, experience there as well, as far as rising through the ranks goes. When I originally reached out to Angie a year ago, I one of the concerns that I brought up to her was like, hey, you know, I want to go far, but... I do not have a bachelor's degree. And it's something that I definitely struggle with imposter syndrome because I'm like, how, how am I here? And am I, am I really a good leader? Am I really a good manager because I don't have my degree? Or how do people view me? Ultimately, what that led to is me doing a lot of my own work and pretty much giving, not giving anyone a reason to look over me, whether that be hard skills, soft skills, um, certain things about propane. So, so something actually really cool happened last March. I did probably one of the, in my opinion, best presentations that I've ever done. And it actually grabbed the attention of our president who actually approached me after and was like, listen, I think you have a really long and prosperous career with us. And we we want to capitalize on, on your skills. So let's take a look at some things and see what we can do to continue to help you um, on this path that we would like to see you on. And so uh, that led to me go, you know, going back to school and getting my degree. I'm so excited because I will have that this year. And then we'll take it from there. I mean, I'm toying around with the idea of getting my MBA. But I think that my experience is a great example that having an actual piece of paper, and I'm not diminishing that in any way, it's it's not everything. Anyone can have a piece of paper. But you know, who is actually going to be the one who is going above and beyond to learn? Who's going above and beyond to take good care of their employees? And um, again, just overall bettering themselves. And um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much my, my journey. And it's definitely something that I've struggled with from time to time. And it feels good to be, you know, I'm not getting it because I have to. I'm getting it because I, I want to. And I'm really looking forward to, I just know it's, I'm going to feel so accomplished uh, later this year when I actually have that degree in my hands. My element that I want to reinforce there is that you know, the leader of the company didn't come to you and say, Kristen, we're going to support you getting education because you need to have it in order to continue progressing here. It was because they saw your value and wanted to support you and just your own goals. You know, everybody has their own path. And so for me, I couldn't ask for a better path. And let me explain why. So I've been working in the the business world for roughly 10 years. Um, You know, I've created budgets. I've been responsible for a P&L, things like that. So as I'm taking these classes, I am bringing my real world experience to them and I'm actually enjoying them. For me now, I'm actually, I'm very much invested. Like I want to learn and I totally nerd out on it. Um, There's no particular path that one needs to follow. Honestly, one of the, the big game changers was working with you. Angie, just to kind of take that time to realize, okay, what is it that I want? And why do do I want to do this? Um, Am I just doing this because everyone else is doing it? And I can, you know, say that that's not, you know, my story. I'm not just doing it because everyone else is. I'm doing it because I want to and I want to continue building a life that I'm that I'm proud of. I have all the feels right now. And also, I did not pay Kristen to say that. (laughs) (laughs) This is so this is where the idea that 
you are doing something differently. And in a way, you're not asking permission to do things. You're doing them and the rewards are coming on the backside of that. Amazing things happen when you kind of push against that that fence or that obstacle to kind of see what the tolerance is. And good things often live on the other side. And you're a perfect example of somebody who could have said, I can't be anything more than a customer service rep, even though there's nothing wrong with that, if that's what you enjoy. Right. Um, because I don't have a degree, you continue need to push boundaries and and see how much, you know, see what that tolerance and, and how, how far you could push that threshold by just doing doing you and not asking for permission to be you. Absolutely. And I think something that you and I talked about, too, is that, you know, some, sometimes I wish I was wired to be that person who can just have a nine to five job. They go in, they clock in, they clock out, they go home. Like sometimes I would really like you to and be, me both. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's why, you know, you're you your career path with, you know, career benders is working out so well for you because, you know, there's there's always a new challenge and it's a different day every day. And I'm definitely of um, the same mindset. I, I actually crave challenges. Um, I'm at my best when I'm, you know, problem solving. And so, yeah, I mean, the, the degree is just kind of the cherry on top to everything at this point for me. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to have it. And, and again, the, it can only go up from there. One of the things I want, you know, you guys out there in the airspace to realize it's just how almost introspective and self-aware Kristen is. And this hasn't, this has been a year of kind of understanding and growth and being on the journey and observing the journey to really understand what her strengths are, kind of what her jam is, where to, to ask for forgiveness instead of permission and how to kind of push herself into paths that, that didn't exist before. I also want to say too, I can tell you definitely lived in New England because you said, um, ask for forgiveness, not for, for, <laughs> <laughs> of the total like that's like the tagline of new i know okay i'm gonna have to say wicked before the end of the uh the end of the show so (laughs) i want to know and and this is i think somewhere in the last few minutes of our conversation but specifically what is something that you were not expecting to enjoy about what you're doing now and it doesn't have to be specific to you know the good old gas industry but you know what is something that surprised you so i think we touched on this at the beginning uh this is definitely a male dominated industry uh boys club you know, whatever you want to call it. And so most of the people that are in my position as a branch manager are middle-aged men. And of course, you know, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But honestly, something that I enjoy is being a young female in a male dominated industry who is for lack of a better word is dominating it and I yeah that just brings me so much pride and joy to know that uh, this could be a little bit to do with my competitive spirit but the fact that um, you know I'm keeping up on on that level just as knowledge you know knowledgeable about the subjects as they are and um, you know leading a team and and things like that. And so for me, that has actually been surprising. And I want to be clear, it's it's not rainbows and butterflies for sure. Um, There's definitely, um, you know, some some challenges to working in a male dominated industry, but overall, it's it serves me really well. You know, I've always come from this operations and customer service outlook. And as Angie touched on really within the past year, I've realized, um, you know, just this this change age um, kind of spirit and also just the the desire to uh, we'll just call it employee engagement to really have an engaged team but what I've really found is that I'm all about having good strong process
processes and procedures in place. And I've been happy to implement those in, in not just this position that I'm working in, but also positions prior. Well, I think that the two pieces that you uh, you kind of put out there about what you weren't expecting to enjoy were one, discovering that kind of change agent employee engagement piece and, and two, being in kind of an unexpected space for that and almost kind of being what I'm going to say an outlier in the good way. And in a, you know, a corporate world where more people leave a job because of management than they do about the job that they're doing, yeah. you've been able to come in and be a word I hate, I'm going to use it anyway, disruptor to a space that's kind of almost you know, like very uniform. Yeah, absolutely. And something that I've learned too is that, you know, it's it's all about having a good balance there when it comes to employee engagement and, and retention and satisfaction. Ultimately, I'm not there to be their friend and to say yes. You know, I'm not there to be a yes man to everything that they that they uh, are requesting, but it's having that good balance. Like, okay, do you have everything that you need to be successful, productive, efficient in your role, you know, from me? Do you feel well taken care of by the company, you know, and things like that? And so it's definitely a balance because we don't want to give give them any you know, everything, but we also want to make sure that they have what they need to be successful. And so, you know, you mentioned sweet sauce. I feel like I've definitely found my sweet sauce there when it comes to, you know, I still have expectations of my team. Um, they obviously don't, you know, don't get to call the shots, but yeah, it's just been a, a good time finding that happy medium. And if you're a manager out there li- listening to this, trying to figure out how to engage your team better, how to kind of be a more current, sometimes we use the buzz term servant leader or otherwise just kind of keep up with the trends of the workforce today. Kristen just nailed exactly kind of how to approach that. It's it's almost like parenting, says a person with no kids, but I have a dog, so it's kind of similar. And that is that discipline is a good thing to an extent because too much freedom and lack of structure kind of leaves everybody floating out in space. But there's a balance there that becomes very, very key to providing accountability to each other's actions and giving people the freedom to do their stuff in the way that they are our best, while also knowing that, um, you know, there's a framework there and, you know, and, and, and processes and procedures. So what are some of those kind of habits that you've incorporated that maybe make Mondays a little bit better? So the big thing that I do, and if I know this isn't uh, a video, but if you if we were to be on video, you would see that my planner is right next to me. And that puppy goes with me everywhere. And so I don't know about you, but the last thing I want is for me to feel like, okay, fun time is scheduled from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I could definitely get into that mindset sometimes when I have to be uber productive. Um, But as far as routines and habits go, um, I actually like to keep Sundays for the most part to myself. And that includes, I know it's kind of taboo um, or big right now is to, you know, this whole term self-care. And so I I usually do a couple of different things on Sundays to just get myself into a good mindset for the week. Um, for me, I'm, I'm very passionate about my career and giving my best self to my career. So it's important for me to carve out some time. It doesn't need to be the whole day, um, but it's typically in the evenings where it's just all about me. And it, that could be um, watching The Office for the 75th time. Okay. Um, so um, so what I actually like to do as far as the, the work side of things goes is I really 
write down um, Sunday night on my Monday um, block for my you know, in my planner what I need to get done that day. Something else that I do too, Angie, is I structure my week so that like the meatiest, heaviest stuff is done in the beginning of the week, and so that as the week goes you know, through, um, my workload kind of lightens. I think the, so the couple really good tips there, and you're going to get to give yet another one at the end, but the writing down your to-do list the night before, especially on Sundays, I think is one, it's 10 minutes out of your Sunday night that can make your Monday morning infinitely better. Even if you're in a position that is not quite getting you into the, you know, no more Mondays movement. Um, I also really love the idea of front loading the week. So in intentionally putting that stuff at the front of the week actually ends up you ends up probably ending the week more successful because you've been able to tick more things off the box because you've put them in a space where they're more likely to get done so I also believe that all of you actually hit a you, you perfect segue Kristen the that good old term work-life balance we even those of us who are very very motivated um, by the our the professional aspect of our lives have other things we do so what kind of other than the office, what balances you out? So what I typically like to do, which this was hard for me to do, but I'm finding that the best thing that you can invest in is yourself. And so there's a couple of things that I do on a monthly basis that to just make sure that I'm taking care of myself. So uh, another thing that I've actually gotten into, I did a ton of walking last year that I started um, during the the pandemic. And uh, I obviously prefer to do it when it's nice outside. Um, it's currently 19 degrees here today near Boston. Gotta um, love New England winters. Don't miss those. I know. As a person who lives in the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> well, right. Exactly. Exactly. I try to be grateful, though, because the colder the weather, uh, you know, the, the stronger my uh, branch does. That's so. very good. Very good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I, I keep it in perspective. That's for sure. All of the silver uh, lining. Exactly. Yeah. And so I like you, I, I love to spend time out in nature. That's where I feel the most calm, the most me. Um, there's no technology out when I'm taking a hike, unless of course I'm lost and I'm looking at my GPS on my phone. But yeah, those are just some of the things that I like to do to keep me um, grounded. I think time away from our phones and laptops is so key. Um, so I definitely try to implement a lot of screen-free time because sometimes I get my best business ideas when I'm not even sitting at my desk. You know, I'm just out on a walk on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> so oh, absolutely. For yeah. some reason, mine's in the car, but it's when it's like you, you kind of tune out to tune in. And that messaging is all over career benders because I'm such a big, I'm a big proponent of how the outdoors can fuel us in a lot of ways. So we are human. We are not machines and that, you know, we all have relationships in our lives and hobbies and interests. And it's so important to actually take the time to do those things. Let's have a little fun about what your hobbies and interests are. You want to play a game? Sure. Okay. So uh, this is something that this is fun on our early on our early recordings of No More Mondays. No one's had a chance to listen to it yet, so I get to surprise everybody with a little game of rapid fire. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Don't worry. They're not hard. Okay. All right. Kind of one or two word answers. Quick succession. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars all the way. That is unilaterally the answer of every guest so far. Favorite candy? 
Favorite candy would have to be Milky Way bars. Oh, good choice. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a veterinarian, actually. That's funny. I wanted to be a zoologist. Conversation for another day. What food are you craving right now? Right now, uh, my current go-to is actually um, yogurt with granola and chocolate chips, which I recently had to start. This is supposed to be rapid fire. I'm like elaborating on my snacks. But yeah, that, that's my go-to snack right now. And I'm planning on having a big bowl of that when our when our recording is done. <laughs> when you started with yogurt, I was like, seriously? And then the chocolate chips went in. So that's oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's clean it up. Exactly. Cat or dog? Dog all the way. I have one as a kid. I agree. A favorite book recommendation? Book recommendation? I'm going to go with the book I'm reading right now, which is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, excellent read. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? No. No. <laughs> a favorite childhood TV show? That would definitely have to be Full House. I love Uncle Jesse. Oh, that was, yeah, that was, that was an excellent show. Um, what is a, what, what would you consider the best cut of pasta? I'm going to say fettuccine. Mm, it gets so saucy, especially in something like Alfredo. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Favorite ice cream flavor? I'm going to go with Ben and Jerry's Americone Dream. Uh, a true New Englander coming out with a classic, special Ben and Jerry's flavor out of Vermont, of course. And lastly, it would not be a show about Mondays unless I asked for the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday. When you say Monday, the first word that comes to my mind is actually rejuvenating. And people may actually think, so that's how I view Mondays. I view them as rejuvenating. And, you know, rejuvenating is to to make new, to start fresh. And I love starting a fresh new week and trying to be better than I was the week before. So that's how I view Mondays. That's a perfect, that is a perfect reason to associate rejuvenate with Mondays. Love yeah. it. And um, Kristen, this has been amazing. So um, we have a couple little things before we wrap up, but um, I want to give our listeners an idea of kind of where they can find you and follow this very exciting and what I hope is an inspiring journey that you're on. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on LinkedIn.com uh, slash Kristen-Abraham-Williams. I love to post about what my team and I are doing, things that I'm learning in school or just in my real world experience. So I would love if you connect with me there. Kristen has done a great job of branding herself as the leader and change agent um, and employee-minded person that she is on LinkedIn. So she's a great person to stalk and just understand how you can use LinkedIn to build that brand, even if you are employed and not necessarily trying to build a brand around like a business. So I definitely recommend you follow her and you can also find her link in the show notes. So visit us at uh, careerbenders.com slash no more Mondays and you can grab her link as well. And um, of course, course, I always like to bring it home with the biggest piece of advice you have for our listeners who want to get one step closer to an enjoyable career and no more Mondays. What's that gold nugget? 
Believe it or not, this is the hardest question for me to answer as there's many ways I would love to answer this. Well, there's about 75 of them in the last, you know, half hour of conversation. Right, exactly. Yeah. So the one that I'm going to stick with here actually is education. And so uh, obviously I talked about how I don't have my degree as of yet. Um, I'm going to read a quote from the book that I mentioned earlier, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, And it says this, an educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of of general or specialized knowledge. Educated people have developed the faculties of their minds so that they may acquire anything they want or its equivalent without violating the rights of others. Um, so essentially what that means for me is education, again, it's not just a degree. It is real life experience. It is taking the time to educate yourself, whether that be listening to podcasts, whether that be, again, watching videos on YouTube or LinkedIn. For me, educating yourself as much as possible so that you can become as marketable as possible is key. She gets extra bonus points, not only for saying how well we've done over the year of working together, but she's using a book that's all about Andrew Carnegie, the founder of my alma mater, Carnegie Mellon. Kristen, you just sent us off into the sunset in perfect style. Beautiful. I love it. (laughs) This has been such a great conversation. So informative. So many great, I'm going to say, soft and hard recommendations and and examples for inspiration here that our listeners can can just take away to see that, no, you don't have to have a degree to get where you want to go. And sometimes just being open to opportunity helps you find a more fitting track. You don't have to ask for permission. Sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness and be you and charge ahead. And of course, I love that Kristen echoes that message of tuning out in order to tune in. Kristen, this has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Always a pleasure. And again, thank you, Angie. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, Either use the show notes or look up Kristen Abraham on LinkedIn to follow her journey and continue to get inspiration for her as she works her way up in her leadership career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the No More Mondays podcast wherever you access your podcasts. New episodes drop every Wednesday, and we hope you'll join us next time as we talk to yet another inspired, confident professional. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hope you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No More Mondays. New episodes drop every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.